everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Impact Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 21st. I am your host, Brent Smith. Uh, today, I'm joined by Daniel Yelverton and Michael Miller. Um, we'll just, we'll just go, sorry, we have the strangest conversations before we start the podcast every week. Um, and sometimes we have residual laughter that comes from it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, today we are on Romans chapter 16. And uh, if you listened last week, uh, for the scripture reading, we, reading we actually used an app that we've been using here at the church. Some called Dwell. Um, I reached out to them this week, and they gave us permission to use their app going forward every week for our scripture reading if we want to do that. So we actually really like the idea of doing that. It takes a lot of the editing time out of the process of making the podcast. Um, so we're going to do that from now on, uh, unless you guys hated it, <laughs> which I'm sure you didn't, but if you really have a problem with it, you liked us reading better, please let us know. But otherwise, we're going to just roll with the Dwell app here. And make um, sure you download the Dwell app. Yeah, and and we <laughs> will uh, uh, speak about it just a little bit every week. Um, they asked us if we could just kind of say, hey, this is scripture reading from the Dwell app this week. So, And that is, to me, no problem whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. awesome that they said that they would let us use this. We are blessed to be able to do that and very happy. So... Thank you, Dwell. Um, so anyway, um, did we have anything we wanted to get into before we get into the actual scripture reading today? Is there anything you guys needed to preface today? Anything like that? Pretty much you're going to hear a lot of names, and believe it or not, we might be able to pull something out of this. So stay tuned, right? <laughs> yeah, it, we, dun, were, dun, dun. we were actually uh, very thankful today with this chapter that Dwell was going to be doing the reading for us with all of these names, and when you hear them, you will know why. Um, Make sure you download <laughs> The Dwell app. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here is our scripture reading of Romans 16 for today. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sancria, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house, Greet my beloved Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen, and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachys. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord. Tryphena and Trephosa. Greet the beloved Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, 
also his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, the brothers who are with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent, as to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. So do Lucius and Jason, and so Sipater, my kinsman. I, Tertius, who wrote this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Quartus greet you. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, you guys, so what do you think about Romans 16 today? I'm just really thankful that we didn't have to read all those names. I, agree. <laughs> I mean, praise Jesus for that. <laughs> you know, we, we would have struggled with the names, and it seems to me that even Paul struggled with one of these names. Uh, where's that verse? There's this one where he says several names and like, and your sister. <laughs> so yeah. really, like, he didn't even like, name a name. Yeah, like Paul even missed the, some of these names, you know? <laughs> I did think it was interesting that, um, who was it, Tersus, that he inserted himself into it? Because um, it's it's a letter from Paul, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that he had scribes do a lot of the writing for him for letters, but I thought that was kind of cool to hear him kind of insert himself, because I was confused for a second, because he's like, and I, yeah. Tersus, and I was like, wait a minute, this is Paul. And then I had to remember that he, that he has he was, people write him for yeah, him. He was dictating it. Yeah. And that's, and that's a common thing that I think we miss sometimes, that... Um, now, Paul was educated, and Paul could write, but like John, John was a fisherman. John may not have been able to actually write. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So, so, he, so a lot of these guys had scribes that, that could write for them. So this is a common thing that they would dictate their letters and, and gospels and such sometimes Yeah. Uh, to those that could write. So any big observations? I know that's just some small stuff there, but um, anything about this chapter really stand out to you that's just... Yeah. I think what's really interesting, and <clears throat> I know Michael uh, will share a little bit about the names, but one thing that sticks out to me about the names is Paul's never been to the church in Rome. So he has always wanted to go, but he's never been there. And I think that what's amazing to me is that the church in Rome is established not because of the apostles and not because of the, I guess you could say, like they are the main dudes that are teaching the faith. These are lay people that have either immigrated to Rome or became Christians and went back to their home in Rome and they started churches. And I I just think that's really amazing to see that I think that we can put a lot of emphasis on the people like pastors and people that, you know, teach for a living, that they're the ones that are supposed to propel the gospel. But it's actually, you see this church established because that people, you know, came to know Jesus, put their faith in Jesus, and then they just started communities. They started churches where they were. And, uh, and, and it was, their faith was so profound that it was heard all over the world. And Paul knows all of these people, Mm -hmm. even though he hasn't even been there. So I just think that's really incredible to see that 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 um, that people were starting churches, that people were were accepting what the calling that Jesus had on their life to make disciples and to share the love of Jesus to others, without necessarily a, a church to to point people to them. They were just doing it in their homes. They were doing it in their communities. They were yeah. doing it in their workplaces. And I think we've kind of drifted away from that. We've kind of isolated uh, the church. You know, the gospel only moves within the confines and the building of the church. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not the case in first century. And I believe that's not the case now, that the church is always going to be a people. And it's always going to be people that just say, and that start communities. And a lot of all of these are like most of these are house churches, you know. So it's talking about like, hey, greet this guy who has the church here, and this guy who has the church here, you know. And so I just think that's really um, that's awesome. That's awesome that it's it's not necessarily the apostles, but it's people that have just come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and now they're just taking it wherever they go. Yeah. Isn't this a good time to to plug our small groups? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting how, how things work because, you know, here we see small groups that grow larger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, you know, in our church and in other churches, we see like a large gathering that, that splits up to have smaller groups. I think that's, that's biblical. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of small groups. And if you guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys are obviously a part of them, and I'm sure people listening, uh, some of you are part of small groups. It really helps when you have that intimate meeting mm-hmm. where you can confess your sins to each other. You can pray for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important uh, to, to have a small group. And as you say, that you can see that there are groups of people here that were probably very intimate. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they loved each other. They, they, they conf- I'm sure they confessed their sins to each other, and they grew together. So I think that's an important thing to note here. Another thing that I, that I would point out... Um, is that Paul was a people person. Mm. If you look, I keep on finding myself going back to this in Philippians 4, where where Paul basically talks about um, to live as Christ, to die as gain. And he goes on and he says, look, I'm, I'm choosing to live in Christ because of you, mm. right? 
Paul, Paul continues his ministry because of people. The point I want to bring out with him listing all these names and being so detail oriented and, and, and note, like you said, some of these people he hadn't even met, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We need to, in, this is maybe I'm skipping the application a bit on this, forgive me, but. No, that's, we, yeah. We we, okay. We've established that we skip the application <laughs> We're allowed to. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's totally fine. It's just but, like scripture conversation prayer now. That, that works for me. <laughs> SCP. But the thing is, um, but you, you 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 see that Paul, if you look throughout his his letters, he experiences some loneliness, mm-hmm. and and he loves people. Guys, we can encourage our pastors, our missionaries, um, and realize that they're people too. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they might want a text message or a hug. You know, and and especially missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brent and I we have we have a friend that's overseas right now, and like, if someone wanted to go just visit. Her, uh-huh. Jerry Cook is who I'm talking about at the moment. If yeah. someone wanted to just go visit her, not necessarily even be on a, a formal missions trip, right. but just to encourage her, maybe they're not even sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Jerry could be lonely and can use a visit. And I think that people like us should support that even financially. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So that that's the big thing that I get out of this is when I see this, it reminds me of other passages of that Paul writes where he's he he wants to be around people. He's he's connecting with people, and I think we should support that with our with our ministers. Yeah. We should support that that um, connection. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting to see this conversation too, because you have both gleaned something different out of this chapter that is near and dear to your hearts. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel is our community life pastor here at the church, and he <laughs> he was noticing small group stuff. Yep. Yeah. And I'm a part of a small group, a family group that we have here, and it it. The idea is that it is the model of what the small church, what the original church was. Mm -hmm. It's people getting together, living life together, eating a meal together, and learning together, Mm -hmm. learning more about who Jesus is, learning more about his word. And um, and then what you do is exactly what you were just speaking about, you know, Um, counseling people and um, doing all that kind of stuff. So I I think it's really neat to see because there's there is content in this chapter but um, there's a lot of names and stuff too, so there's a little bit less. So I just think it's cool. I've been sitting here across the table for both of these guys watching them and just like, wow, that's definitely where your hearts are, and that's really yeah. cool to see. Well, we, so we let's talk about worship around. now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no joke. There's be some sudden, somebody playing a guitar, guitar here, right? We were, yeah. we were joking around before. Uh, I mentioned something about like how the names are difficult. Let's just, like, we could just pop in Jim and Bob and Jane and for these, <laughs> for these towns, Blanchester and Wilmington and Milford. And, and though I was joking, we do get kind of sidetracked when we see because we don't know who Rufus is. Right. All we know about Rufus is that he was chosen in the Lord, and also his mother, who was a mother to me as well. That's all we know. But if you look at, at what's going on behind the names, I think we can get a lot out of it. Like another thing, did you guys notice that for the most part, Paul said a lot of positive things. He encouraged people. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, some of these letters that he writes get kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah, but but at the end, he encourages individuals, one on one. Man, you're chosen in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, you risk your neck for me. You know that that's that's another model of how we should treat people. Yeah. Again, there's a lot in these names. No, I know, and I, and I think we can. Uh, the temptation can sometimes be to uh, to silo um, church to Sunday morning to. We kind of make it an event. We uh, we bring mm-hmm. our kids. Uh, they go to kids' church. We sit in a row and 
we <clears throat> get uh, entertained by some subpar music. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's no. messed up. We gotta I get know, a new worship leader I know. in this place. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that was a cheap shot. Uh, no, and then no, good. and I mean we 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 have music. Somebody teaches, and then we go. And it can yeah. kind of just turn into a spectator sport. And what you see here is that there's a, there are people that are involved. Like Paul knows these people by name. And I guess that's a real challenge to us, even in the fact that we are, I mean, this is a letter that would have taken a long time to reach these Romans. Yeah. And the fact that we are, are so connected, we're so connected in this day and age, yet do we have a list of people like this that we can call out by name that we are encouraging, that we're speaking into the, their lives, that we're, we're doing community with, that and do we have this, this list of people or... Are we not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable in community? Are we? Because I mean, that's part of it. That's part mm-hmm. of the uh, Paul has put his. That's why I think you see good things and good encouragement, and also times where Paul really lays into people because he's invested in their lives and yeah. he really wants to see like Jesus come alive in them. And I think that you know, if there's not somebody that we can put an, on this list where we can say, "Man, I really am." praying for them. I'm encouraging them. I'm trying to spend time with them. I'm doing life with this person. I hurt when they struggle. I hurt when things are going on in their lives. This bothers me when I see their marriage on the rocks, you know, and, and I think that we can just kind of take, we can take the spectator sport of community that we've gotten from the church and just bring it out into our everyday life and kind of spectate from social media, you know, and not get really involved and not get, not step into people's lives and say, here's a list of people that I'm really pouring into. Here's a list of people that I care about, that I'm invested into their lives for the, for the benefit of not only them to see Christ come alive in them, but also for the benefit of the kingdom. And, and these are people that, that Paul is, is writing specifically to and trying to encourage. And, and I don't know, I just, I feel like that's, maybe a lost art right now. I mean, it's, it seems like it it seems like we should, since we have so much access to people Mm -hmm. and connection to people that, that should deepen the connections, but it seems to be the opposite, opposite effect. And, and I think part of that has to do because we become more spectators than we've had to actually get involved. And I think when we get in community groups, we get dirty. Our, 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 we are in the trenches with people and in their lives. Uh, A lot of times when we read stuff on Facebook, we can, kind of lob grenades of criticism into people's lives and not actually be there in the trenches to walk with them. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I kind of went on a no, social I, I media. Throw, I got to something. I got to throw, throw Brent a softball here. Because, uh, <laughs> well, cause, cause jokingly, you mentioned that, that he found, you know, community and he found groups mm-hmm. in this. And then I kind of find the one-on-one connection. Yeah. But if you skip ahead, mm-hmm. right. To the doxology, I mean, there is some real praise that Paul, that Paul is showing them, and and this is something that 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 could be sung. This is something that could be that could be said, you know, recited. But I mean, look at that the last verse of this. You know, the only the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. As he's as he's lifting up, as Paul is lifting up these individuals, mm-hmm. he keeps Christ obviously in mind, and has a, a worship theme. At the end of this, mm-hmm. so I figured I, I would just turn that over to you because I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I just love the word doxology as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, I mean that's that is beautiful. Like I love the fact that I mean that's what we're called to do, right? Is to always, no matter what we're doing, 
keep Jesus at the forefront and, and try to operate with our hearts taking the position of what his heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is beautiful. I did want to touch on something here real quick. Yeah. Um, Daniel was uh, talking about um, small groups and talking about uh, social media and that kind of stuff. I will say that um, something that I have found, which I spoke to Daniel about like six months or a year ago, there I was just going through. <laughs> not to he forget, forgot all yeah, about it. Nothing, I'm not like lobbing oh, anything no. at you or anything like that. Um, but I and and I know that there are a lot of guys out there that are dads and husbands um, that listen to this, and not to alienate women at all, but just speaking from my personal experience as a father and a husband and someone who's in ministry um, and just living trying to living a Christ-centered life, you know, it's, it can be a challenge. And, um, something that I wanted to throw out there to you guys that has been a big help to me that I, what I was talking to Daniel about is I found this podcast and a, a private related group to it on Facebook, uh, called dad tired. And it was something I was just going through a period about a year ago where I was just really down and struggling and tired and having, you know, it's a fight every day. You you guys couldn't see, but I I raised my hand. Yes. (laughs) Preach it, Brent. Yes. And you know, it's a struggle a lot, you know, you have a lot of great days, but you have some really struggling days too, you know, and a lot of people, I know myself included, school started back up, you know, recently. And, (laughs) but then you're back in the struggle of, of uh, the daily routine of getting up, fighting with the kids to get them to eat their breakfast and yeah. get ready and all that kind of stuff. And um, and then you go into work and you have your daily fights in, in work and all that kind of stuff. So if there's anybody out there who's struggling or looking for a resource that might speak to you, I just happened upon this the podcast called Dad Tired about a year ago. Uh, it's this guy named Jared Lopes, and he uh, has a history in ministry and stuff, but he just really felt that he was supposed to start this ministry where he's reaching out to fathers and, and husbands. Um, and so if you reach out, there's a, there's a private Facebook group as well that I joined, um, that they let you on and you can get on there and it is a private group. So I'm not going to go into anything specific here because guys get on here, introduce themselves, but then they ask for prayers. They confess their sins. They talk about the struggles that they're having. Um, so it is one of the small, things on uh, social media that I have found that is actually good. Mm. I mean, I've prayed for multiple people on here before that I've never met because they're saying, you know, one of these right here starts off with guys, I need help, you Mm. know? So you you read into it and these guys are willing to open up and it's a community where we're not face to face, but we're all part of a community and we're all pulling together because we're going through the same struggles as fathers and husbands um, and leaders of our family. So um, the reason I bring that up is because, Daniel, you were speaking about um, a lot of people, we come to church on Sunday and that's kind of it for us, you know, and these small groups are such a blessing and they're such a great way for your life to continue to grow in community um, with other believers and all that kind of stuff. And it really made me think about this thing I saw today. This guy on here shared a picture. It's got him pointing with, you know, the, the church signs, the sayings that are behind people. It's got him standing there and he's pointing at it. And you can see, I'm just showing the guys real quick, but it says it's hard to get in shape spiritually if you only work out on Sunday. Yeah. And that really spoke to me. I was like, wow. And that's exactly, (laughs) boom. yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. You know, it, Think about getting physically in shape. If you only work out one day a week, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not going to get anywhere. No. You know, and shameless plug number eight or nine. I don't know how far we are in the shameless <laughs> plugs right now, but uh, we just had uh, we're just coming off dude night and uh, awesome time of just hanging out with guys uh, over at the Grables Farm. Thank you. Shout out to Vic for uh, letting us <laughs> use your farm. Uh, but 
we um one of the big things that we wanted to, that we promoted at dude night is guys getting connected and guys getting connected in community and one of the things that we're starting up in the fall is a thing called fight club and what fight club is even though it's not the movie that you're thinking of and you know, we can. Still, There's only one rule, right? We can still talk about Fight Club, hence <laughs> talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, really, what it is is it comes out of Jeremiah. I'm sorry, not Jeremiah. Nehemiah 4, uh, 14, when it talks about, uh, you know, fight for your families, fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your community, and uh, it is a challenge to guys. It is a challenge to guys to step up and to one be accountable to each other, to really push each other. Uh, but I think uh, we've we've had a couple guys in the church that have already gone through it. And, um, if you missed it on dude night, uh, if you want more information on it, please talk to me. Um, this is Daniel, by the way, I don't know. We may not have met, uh, but, and, and, uh, or just, um, talk to any of the guys, uh, around the church. We're going to have signups coming up for it and, uh, opportunities to get connected with it. But I would definitely recommend it because, uh, I know personally that if somebody doesn't, if I don't have people keeping account me accountable and people pushing me, especially when it comes to different disciplines, I'll find myself just sliding away and kind of coasting. Oh yeah. And and so this is an opportunity I think to just get connected into something like this, into a community of guys that love you and that want to see the best for you and see Christ come alive in your life, in your work, and in your family. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've been talking about small groups. We've been talking about people coming together and creating unity. I know unity was a, a theme that was in this chapter. Did you guys want to touch on unity at all? Daniel unity does. The Man, that was like <laughs> the segue of all segues. That was amazing. Uh, Brent. Uh, yeah, I, that stuck out to me a lot when I saw right there at the final greetings. And it was really, it was almost very similar to how Jesus's final, uh, charge and what he prayed for, for the church. He prayed for unity and what Paul is is really saying, hey, watch out for this. Watch out for those that are going to cause division, that are going to create obstacles by by teaching a contrary doctrine than what you've been taught. Avoid that person. And it's uh, he describes the person. He says that person doesn't serve Christ but their own appetites. And, and I think that, that there is always going to be a spirit of division. How many denominations do we? 40,000, oh. and that's not a, uh, joke. not a joke. Yeah, yeah 40,000. Within just one church, so within one one like religious within Christianity, yeah. within, within Christianity, Christianity. there's forty thousand yep. different denominations, and and we, we lose sight of serving Christ, and we begin to serve something else to start causing those divisions, and and I, I think this is um this for me is like you can look at it and point towards like oh you know those guys those guys that are causing division avoid those guys. But I think, uh, really, the contrast of how like Paul describes that person is somebody not, not serving Christ, but they're serving their own appetites. Yes. And I really, that convicts me. That convicts me because when I think about, like, when I look at my own life, I have to ask myself that, that question. Am I serving the Lord or am I serving my own appetite? That's it. Mm. Am, I, am I serving Jesus as a means for an end for me to get something else? Or am I just serving Jesus to serve Jesus? And that kind of, that that almost like hits me a little bit, like right between the eyes when I think about like that, and that that can cause, as soon as I start serving Jesus with selfish intentions, then I'm going to start causing division between the relationships around me, yeah. and, the, and I'm going to start causing conflict within the church, because I'm going to be looking out of my own interest instead of what the church should be focusing on, which is the interest of Jesus and Jesus alone. Hmm. I'll, t- I'll throw something out there about this unity thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finished this master's degree in, in theology. Mm-hmm. So you get into the depths and the details 
of all these words that I didn't know before I went to school, right? But then through it all, I figured something out. And I think this is part of what Paul's hitting on because you see all these divisions, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you, But he keeps on saying, don't look at me, don't look at Apollos. You'll see that in, in 1 Corinthians tomorrow. Don't, don't look at all these guys, right? Look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and that's something I learned through, through all this stuff. Here, here's the Cliff Notes version, are you ready, of a master's degree in theology. So this is it. So you can go ahead and print yourself out a certificate after you hear this, right? Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He lived, he was God, and then he died. And then something awesome happened. He rose again, proving who he claimed he was, which is God. Mm-hmm. He rose again, he ascended into heaven, again, proving his claim. And in those acts, he has the authority to forgive sin. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you simply confess that sin to him, and you simply call upon his name to be saved, he will save you. Like Phil says, believe what I just told you. Mm-hmm. And receive it mm-hmm. through asking. That is obviously the big important thing in theology. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul is pointing people to, Christ. Mm-hmm. The second thing, which is not really on this topic, but is serving the least of these. Mm-hmm. If you believe in Jesus and you serve people, which is serving God, that's theology. So go ahead and print out your certificate, right? <laughs> so the the reason why I, I feel te- so much smarter yes. right now. Look, guys, the reason why I tell you that is that's the reason why we have forty thousand different denominations mm. is because we we're not we're not pointed to that. Let me I'll give you a little parable. I'll be quick, right? I, I told Phil this the other day. And Brent, if you were told that you needed to go directly north right now. Who, I don't know if God tells you this, if Daniel tells, tells you this, but that's all you got is you need to head north. Brent might just go outside, look at the sun and see where the sun is. And like, okay, there's the sun rises and the, and the east sets in the west. North is that way. And he takes off. Now, Daniel might say, okay, I got to head north. And so he goes and he grabs himself a map, right? And he, and he goes and he looks at this map and he's like, oh, I'm going to hit this grid and I'm going to go straight north. But the thing is, the earth is round. So he might be skewed when he takes that path. It might not be perfectly north. Mm-hmm. And then me, because I think I'm the smart guy, right? I'm going to take a compass and I'm going to head and I'm going to head this this north. But guess where I'm going? I'm going magnetic north. The Earth is tilted. Oh no! Now there are actually mathematical equations that you can combine a compass and you combine a map and you can actually go perfectly north. So there is an answer. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If Brent looks at the sun. If Daniel looks at a map and I look at a compass, we're all going to head in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All these denominations are just different ways to get to Jesus. Yeah. What I just told you about the story of Jesus and salvation and about helping the least of these guys, that's north. That's what Paul is pointing to. That's what unity is. Yeah. We all need to focus. I'm sorry, I'm preaching now. No, we all need to focus on Jesus, we all need to have our, our compass set north. And some of the details that we love to talk about are fun conversation. Mm-hmm. But guys, let's let's focus on Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's, again, that is the answer to the unity problem that Paul brings up. And the last thing I'll tell you about this is that you're about to turn into 1 Corinthians. 
the next four chapters discuss this. And First Corinthians was actually written before Romans. But guys, this is a this is a theme that that Paul hits over and over and over again to be unit to be unified, mm-hmm. to be one. And we c- continue to mess it up today. Focus on Jesus. That's yeah. the end of my sermon, Daniel. That's it. <laughs> the sermon on the chair. Yeah, the, yeah, it the is. sermon on the chair. <laughs> uh, Download the Dwell app. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, you know, the first thing that I ever did really mission-wise, and I didn't even know it was, I think I've spoke about it on here before, but, um, and I give complete credit to the Holy Spirit for the way everything happened and for the, the clarity of vision that I was given for what I was doing. But um, in 2010, I was actually given the opportunity to go over to Northern Ireland and play a concert that the purpose of the concert, it was put on by a church, but it was promoted kind of as a secular thing. But uh, most people might not know, but there is a big division between Northern Ireland and Ireland where they've been fighting for years and years and years because it's Protestants and Catholics, and they fight over the difference of belief that they have. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe in my ignorance and in my newness to my faith and my zeal to go out and just, you know, (laughs) um, spread my new knowledge, but... uh, we were given the opportunity, my wife and I, to go over there and be a part of this concert. But on the outside of that, we also went to a couple different churches around Northern Ireland, and I was able to lead worship, but also, and it was the first time I'd ever really led worship. That's cool. Um, but to also speak a little bit. They wanted to interview me and speak, and and the Holy Spirit just revealed to me so powerfully that I spoke confidently on it, and it was about the simplicity that you mm-hmm. just spoke about. Yeah. It's the fact that Man has made so many different, you know, variations of what everybody thinks that we're supposed to do. And, you know, like you said, it's it's all the way to get there. But it's just been muddled up to where people, there's so much division between denominations now. Because, well, that's this is how we do it, and we're right. People have been killed over whether Jesus is physically present in the elements of communion or not. Yeah. Yeah, they have. People have been killed over that question. Yeah, there's a lot of people actually. I mean, not not even just between the Northern Ireland and Ireland kind of thing, but I mean, you think about uh, Crusades, you think about the Spanish Inquisition, you think about all of these things in history where that have been um, religiously motivated. I would Uh say with quotations, Um, and it has just been absolutely destructive, which is breaks the heart of the Father. Right, you know. And and I hate to see so many people get angry at God about that too, and blame faith yes. and God and Christianity for being the root of all that. Because at its simplest, it is not. It's people wanting to impose their way on other people, a lot of the time. And it's just it it does it breaks the Father's heart. It breaks my heart to see it because it pushes so many people away from faith, from the Holy Spirit, from Jesus, from God. Um, and it, it's just we got to strip it down and get it back to its simplest yeah. form, which is exactly what you were just speaking about. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, and, you and know. can I be, can I be honest too for now? Um, I mean, I just guess not for now, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I know. all but the things you said at this point, minutes, I was lying the whole time. <laughs> no, but our church, we've experienced some difficult stuff recently. Right. And I think it's time for us to strip it down. And what's what's interesting is before some of the stuff happened, they, they were preaching sermons about stripping it down and pausing, and I think that was appropriate. I think that we need to take what we what was preached to us, and we need to start applying it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to strip it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get to find our north, find Jesus. Yep. I totally agree with that. And I, I think that's where we're we're heading. Yeah, absolutely. And I was kind of I'm I've been doing this thing this this exercise recently is kind of getting to the why question of why. Why do people do this? Why do people um serve their own appetites? What's going on? Like what's the heart issue that's taking place? And I think a lot of reasons why divisions and obstacles are created is because I think people are trying to justify their righteousness. Because I think when you take Jesus and only Jesus and you say, I'm justified solely because of the act of Jesus, and he's now given me permission to be a part of his family. But not only that, he's given everybody on earth permission to be a part of his family. And I can tell people about his love, and that's it. And that's, 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 that's our main focus. Mm-hmm. But I think when I begin to start to try to justify myself by my actions or the way I live my life, then if anything that anybody that lives contrary to that is going to be a threat to that. And that's going to start causing these divisions. I'm going to start excluding people from my faith because I'm counting on something else other than the work of Jesus to really justify my existence, to justify my righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that you're right. I mean, stripping it down is so important because as soon as we start to count on something else for our own identity, validation, righteousness, oh, justification, yeah. I mean, we are going to cause divisions because we've elevated ourselves and whatever we think of ourselves to the place of God and to the yeah. place of righteousness. And, and so I think that this is paramount for us as a church and a constant practice that we need to have as individuals, because as soon as we begin to start looking at someone else and thinking they don't live like I do, well, I'm going to distance, exclude myself from that person because I need to make my righteousness known. I need to be justified by my own righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, and Jesus, he, he takes away all of that. He takes away all of that when it's just him when it's just him and everything that he's done. And that's what everything that Paul has been talking about leading up to this. It's righteousness by faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. There's no other chance that you can get to know the Father except through Jesus. There's no one righteous, no, not one. All this stuff in Romans, he's laying out the pathway to salvation and everything Jesus did, and he ends with unity. Be unified. Understand this solely. Understand solely your identity and your righteousness and how you're made right before the Father and live that way. Because as soon as you don't, you will begin to create division. You will begin to create racism. You will create uh, hatred and malice towards other people. You, You will be bitter. You will not forgive. You will be resentful. You know, and you will, you will not open up your life to other people. And instead you'll be a spectator. Yeah. Somebody shout amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're called to love, and that, that makes us not want to love people, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, Are anyway. you going to preach a sermon now? I preached one. Yeah, you preached no. one. It's your no, turn. Yeah, you shared or your may, testimony. Maybe, <laughs> worship leader, maybe you could start singing No, Not One or something, no. you know? Dude, no, we, we need to actually wrap it up for today. We've gone a little bit long anyway, but man, it's so hard to cut off a, a conversation like this. You know? About yeah. names. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. We were wondering if we'd have a lot of content today and, and look where we went. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us for Absolutely. sure. Um, I'll go ahead and pray today, guys, and we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Father, we just thank you so much for, um, <laughs> for these conversations. Um, for the brotherhood that we have here as a part of this podcast that I hope is spreading out and being, uh, being, you know, spread and sensed by other people that are listening to this, God. Um, I just ask that you would keep us on the path of simplicity that we spoke about, God. Um, 
that we would keep it simple and keep you and only you at the forefront of what we're doing and and our perspective on things, God, because the unity that we spoke about today is so necessary. Um, a unity that will heal the divides that will bring the church back together and make, make us much more powerful than what we already are for your kingdom, um, to move throughout this earth and for more people to know who you are, God. Um, we ask that you would continue to grow in the communities, the small communities that we have within this church and within anyone that this is reaching God. Um, that people will continue to grow in community, but also in knowledge and in relationship with you, um, that that would help us to know who you are and for us to keep things simple and keep the focus on you, God, um, so that we can continue to grow spiritually um, and to get in that shape that we talked about that we can't get in if we're only doing it on Sunday morning. So, um, God, I just uh, ask you to help us keep our focus. And above all else, God, we just we love you. And we thank you so much for your guidance and the fact that we can trust in you with all that we do and look to you for the answers for anything that we seek. So, God, uh, may you be glorified in all that we do and in this podcast and within this church um, and guide us within this church as we go forward. Um, Just take us where you want us to go, God. Let our ears hear and our eyes see where your Holy Spirit is leading us, God. So we just thank you and we love you so much. And in your name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, that is it for this week, um, and we will keep it short. We'll just talk to you next Tuesday, guys. Have a great one. We love you. We hope that you are good, and we will see you next week.